genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we learn the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 3, one final retcon minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. What's up? I'm Jake. Hi, I'm Phil. Hey. Welcome back. Hey. hey. Hi. Hey, uh, Another day. <laughs> a, uh, uh, the Angels of Death episode. Return. Uh, they sure and do. Yeah. And, and now they have retconned the death of Uncle Ben. Right. Oh, you guys get two deaths this week. That's oh, that's fantastic. amazing. It's uh, a two for one. <laughs> Nothing Bargain makes me bin. happier. <laughs> Today, our angels of death are here for minute 128, which begins with Flint Marco pulling Uncle Ben out of the car in the flashback and ends with Flint Marco saying, I just want you to understand in the present. So we're black and whiteville still. Mm-hmm. Uh, black and white, film yeah. noir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Film noir, Pleasanty mm-hmm. Pleasantville. Um, that's right yeah we see we actually see the carjacking yeah. i guess yep. uncle ben shows no resistance no though no. he does well i mean a little bit he just he tries to convince uh, uh flint that this is not oh, yeah, the way the fact, and he shouldn't be sure. this physical resistance truly like, but like then, he just uh, comes right out of the car i need your car all right but then yeah yeah, yeah. then stupid <laughs> michael papa john has to like show up and distract him and he <laughs> He, he, I literally, I, they, I love that their retcon of the death name? of Uncle Ben is that the guy holding the gun turns his head and accidentally blows a bullet through. <laughs> That's yeah, right. it's man. it's a big oopsie. This one. is this is how it goes. You know what? When I saw this in theaters, I was not buying it. I thought it was a little bit too ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the yeah. fact that he actually actually turns around and then he's just distracted and then, oh no, whoops. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's real bad. It's it's <laughs> it's, just, it's the so story stupid. beat is ridiculous. So I do, inept. however, like the way that uh, Thomas Hayden Church plays it. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you genuinely surprise yourself like that, but he does it somehow. <laughs> like, like, he's whoops. just like, oh no, oh no, oh god. And oh. Uncle Ben somehow goes into like this multiverse of consciousness and knows this has been happening for a long time, and that's the reaction that we get. Yeah, there's falling also down. Uh, there's there's also this thing too that I, I'm noticing that like it's it, I think it's all done with lighting and like Bill Pope being like a a, a master of his domain, but like mm. Thomas Hayden Church looks younger in the flashback just from being lit on the, like lit in the opposite direction. Oh, oh man, nice. yeah. yeah, he does. He just this looks is... really. He looks like a lot. Yeah, he looks about like you know five to seven years younger in the flashback. Mm. It's uh it's interesting yeah. how he did that, like so very specifically. Yeah, yeah, and this is way before anybody did like a oh, yeah. digital de aging on yeah. people in these movies. Like, yeah. it's I think it's just I think you're right. It's just like they lit him, and maybe you can get away with it more in black and white. That like, if you light him slightly stronger, yeah, and get rid of some of the wrinkles, you know, right, like, uh, right, right. Oh man, I agree. yeah, oh, nice. Look at his look at his eyes. Yeah. 
It looks so cool. It looks great. Um, I love the reaction that uh, Peter has when he tells him that he like told him to like not do this, like just to you know leave, mm-hmm. like just 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 put the gun away. Yeah, not like this. Don't do this. Like in just very being very Uncle Ben about it. Yeah, and yeah. like that's the thing that I think sells Peter on this being the truth because he's like, yeah, that that sounds like him. Like, yes. of course that's Aww. what he would do. And so he's just, he knows that he's hearing the truth and it's like breaking his heart and it's really good. Aww. It's good it's sort of like understated uh, crying thing, which is not um, usually Toby's for <laughs> strongest uh, thing. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't want yeah. to clown on the guy well, too hard, but uh, you I know, so so crying is not typically his move. <laughs> not not uh, typically what he goes for. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll see more of that later. Um, <laughs> more of his other modes later. But yeah, I also like about that moment that, okay, we're going in the flashback here to see the like real version of what happened here. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that in that moment when Uncle Ben says the thing that convinces Peter that it's the truth. That we don't, that we're not in the flashback there. We don't have Uncle Ben's voice say it. We have mm-hmm. right. Thomas Hayden Church say it. Mm-hmm. Like he delivers it. Like we hear what Peter would hear when he takes that in. Because they, they mm. use the audio from the flashback in and out in this whole sequence. They could have done it and had Cliff Robertson, you know, say another, oh, you don't have to do this, son, type of thing. But instead they have the voice of Uncle Ben come through mm. Thomas Hayden Church. I think that's great. I think it's yeah. a very good artistic decision. It's uh, yeah. doing this very carefully in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I want to say that's really cool in all three films is that, you know, we always uh, get to see, like, Uncle Ben is still a part of all the movies, even though he dies in the first one. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked mm-hmm. that because it he's a very large character. In some sense, he's even a larger character than the rest of the cast, especially because of you know, the, the, the lessons and the things that he talks about and the, the principles that we're always reminded of in each film. Oh, yeah. Which is something very cool. You know, you have these three movies, and even though he's not an active character, his presence mm-hmm. is still throughout all three pictures. You're right. Which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that we get this sort of beautiful moment in the midst of what is arguably, like, the biggest mistake that this movie makes story-wise, we still get beautiful things. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I think uh, uh, the last time I watched this, uh, I appreciated it a lot more just because of the things that are in it individually, um, mm-hmm. more so than the whole. Mm-hmm. Kind of really have a lot of uh, a lot of worth, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I would have been interested to see if they would have found a way to uh, uh, wedge uncle ben again into the fourth film or if they would have said <laughs> going, like this is it. Too far. <laughs> but you're right yeah maybe but i yeah. mean i mean you could yeah um there's probably a way i mean i i mean right off the top of my head i mean you just you just have uh you have uh uh uh, uh, uh adrian tombs having like worked with uncle ben at some point like Maybe like, like they were both uh, engineers. Like they were at both the same... working at the same place where uh, where he got laid off. Maybe they got laid off together. Oh, I'm sorry, who's in the first who's film? Again? And then that that yeah. Oh, the, the vulture. vulture. Yeah. Oh right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The vulture was Adrian Toomes. Yeah. Uh, it's the same like sort of generation as Uncle Ben. Right. You know? Right. Or the comics traditional one. At yeah. Least, uh, well, yeah. it would have yeah, been because yeah, yeah. it was like John Malkovich, so he would have been older. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, that Wait, wasn't been, it Ben Kingsley like, though? That, uh, in three, in, but when they were three, when they were four, trying to do it, it was oh, it was not Ben okay. Kingsley. Yeah. I yeah. see. Ben Kingsley oh, played Vulture in this there. film before they cut the vault. They they decided not to do the Vulture. <laughs> yeah, right. They had to pay him money. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they had to pay John Malkovich money. No. But um. But yeah, that was line lined up for the next movie. Um. Okay. Okay. Now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that could have worked. That could have worked. Or even for sure. I mean, these movies have been willing to do stuff like in the second one when like Peter is just like having a hard time and has like a dreamscape uh, sit down with Uncle Ben. Like um, they could get creative in other ways to have him in there. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just had a thought about like the echoing of things, not even specifically to this moment, but like earlier this week when uh, Spidey like threw the pumpkin bomb to kill uh, the, the Venom symbiote and whatnot. It's like uh, we had a whole journey with the meaning of that object throughout mm-hmm. the um, the series, and then specifically in this film. That like the the first time we see a pumpkin bomb is in its traditional form, being a weapon used against Spider Man in the the big alleyway fight with him mm-hmm. and Harry, and then we have the beat where uh, he embraces it and. Uh, uses it in an, in an evil way to throw it back at Harry. Yeah. And then we have it coming to save the day. It, it announces the arrival of like Harry's Han Solo moment when a pumpkin bomb lands in uh, huh. the, the neck of the sand creature, right? That, that was like, Scott pointed out how that was such a fun thing. And then we get the third beat of him using it to defeat like the actual main villain wow. of the, of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, the redemption that's wild. of the pumpkin bomb. The redemption of the pumpkin bomb. It's got his yeah. whole character arc. <laughs> it does. Like, yeah. These things, these objects, these like little bits in time, or you know, even the the gun that killed Uncle Ben. You know, oh, as yeah. much as I dislike this story choice in general, um, they tried to fill it with meaning. I, I think they were, they were always trying to fill everything with meaning in this movie, and I don't mm. think it gets enough credit for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that the pumpkin bombs uh, were still a thing, even you know from the first movie. Yeah, because we didn't get to see oh, them yeah. in the second one, and now they're they're back in force. It's nice. Yeah, I would I like, like to that. like have one of those like on a like oh, a, that a would be great. Be awesome. Like on a yes. shelf, that would be cool. Like have three, like you know how he has in the secret layer, like the, secret the, the glass shelves. Yeah. Just have like a glass yes. shelf <laughs> of the pumpkin <laughs> bombs of all that stuff. Um. All right, to bring it back to this minute. Uh, so we have, I didn't think we'd get to see Michael Papajohn again, so that's great. Uh, mm. So that's then, his real name, is it? Yes, Mr. Yeah, Papajohn. Michael Papajohn. It's such a good name that once you learn it, you can't help but yeah. like. Yeah, did you guys make a pizza time joke? <laughs> oh, we should. I don't know if no, we did. No, because it's never pizza time with Papa John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, plus I guess because like, you know, first season of this show when we dealt with Papa John directly, uh, (laughs) that was prior to all of our pizza time memes, you know, we don't get that to the second movie. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's true. That's true. Pizza time. Um. (laughs) Get in. I gotta (laughs) deliver a pizza. Oh, wait, we don't. (laughs) We don't do that. You pick them up. Whatever. But he looks exactly the same. It's like they picked him from the first movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's got to suck hair. for him because he has to keep dyeing his hair in this stupid hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Are you sure it's not a wig? You should, well, I don't know. I don't think anybody. No, I don't think it's hard to get a balding Thanks. wig like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, I just Wild. I love how horrified he is, like, and how there's like so much regret uh, on, on on Thomas Hayden Church's face with this, and like he genuinely mm-hmm. looks like. I made a horrible mistake. And like, it's the kind of thing that I think that I assume that, um, when you are applying for, um, uh, 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 early release in prison, like this is, and you're getting interviewed by like the people who decide whether or not you're going to get it. Um, I, I think that this is exactly the kind of thing that they're sort of looking for, um, Mm -hmm. is like full admission of guilt and remorse. And, mm. um, and, and feeling like, yeah, like that was, it was, it was a bad thing. And like, but like, I guess the one, the one thing that he does not have going for him that they probably would want is that he's just like, I didn't have any other choice. And it's like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we all had a choice. Yeah. You, you had a choice. You need to admit the fact that like, you definitely had a choice. Like you could have gotten <laughs> like three jobs if you were that desperate <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to get the medicine for your, for your daughter. Um, you didn't yeah. have to rob somebody. Uh, yeah. So, and I also, know, and know. also not for nothing, but like, if you're so desperate for this, like, why, why did you have, why do you have a partner? Like, why not just yeah. go do why something you yourself? Split the take? Cause now yeah. you just got to split that like measly amount of money for like this, yeah. like underground wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Papa John money. I forgot yeah, about like, that. <sighs> he could have gotten more money if he, and this old man never would have died if he just like had some more courage. Yeah, he's gone, uh, gone to the that's wizard. So asked him You're for right. Courage. Yeah, that's messed up. Go, go, go! Like break into some houses. Like I don't, I don't know. That's like, a terrible <laughs> thing to say. But like also, no, but, like, <laughs> just try like, that I, first. See how that goes, and then yeah, yeah there's more lucrative on. ways to be a criminal trying to help your daughter. <laughs> just, yeah. he's, he, he, it's not just that he's a he chooses to be a criminal. It's that he also sucks at it. <laughs> he does. So it's not really, you know, working out. Yeah. 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 Become a cat burglar. Show some initiative. Also, Jeez. he never. I we ne- we're never gonna find out if he ever saves his daughter. Oh, that's <laughs> you're true. right. Because it's like I, you know, did he? What what happened? Like, did does he? It's he's not saying that he's gonna stop being a thief. Yeah. He's just like, sorry about your <laughs> uncle. Bye. This is why I do this. Well, and the other thing I as well is. I always yeah. wondered that wouldn't he be like, um, you know, Peter, uh, you know, turn me in, right? Wouldn't that kind of be the <laughs> turn me in, Peter, the redemption story? You would think so, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it feels like, like he's, he's kind of he kind of exempts himself, himself and just flies away. What if he went and just like, <laughs> what if he just like sand sandstormed away and then just like went back into his prison cell and just sat there and acted like nothing happened there you go <laughs> it was just like, and they're like what what you escaped he's like no i didn't i've just been here the whole time <laughs> this would be a great post credits yeah scene Ooh, at the what end. if he like what if he he turns himself in or like uh peter helps him like go back to jail or whatever mm-hmm. um and through some altruistic, I don't know. Somehow, there's a thing that ends up helping his daughter, and he's like, "It's okay. I'll, I'm. It's okay that I'm in jail as long as my daughter's safe." Something like that. Mm-hmm. And in the next movie, when there's like issues with how many different versions of the next movie have we made? Uh, in the next movie, <laughs> Harry the Goblin is back, or the Vulture's doing something, and um, and Peter has to like break the Sandman out of jail gotcha. for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's like a 
like a heist mission or something. I it would know. be. It yeah. just. It would be like so. It would be so much more like because like one of my favorite tropes, right? And like it's and like I don't like a great many things from Man of Steel, but I do I do like this, and and this is a trope that is in a couple of other things as well. The idea of like the person who could easily break out of prison, but they're like they're like no, like I'm 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 choosing to be here, you know. Yes. And it's like it's like yeah, yeah go ahead, yeah. put me in handcuffs, it's fine. Like I have the fortitude to and, and to be able to say like okay, like I'm gonna do this with dignity and whatever. Uh, and like I, I, I really like that. And so like the idea of him just taking himself back to prison and being able to escape whenever he wants because he can just float away a sand, mm-hmm. yeah. but just choosing to stay in prison mm-hmm. because I think that's the like, thing. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, I this is what I deserve. This is where I should be. That's so. That's so good. I love that trope. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, to, to play that with Sandman would have been really good. I think totally. That's true. Yeah, I just I thought. Agree. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go for it. Go for it. I wanted to say that I feel like that kind of diminishes the 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 whole effect when he just flies away in in sand mode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do so we get yeah. that today? Is he floating? No, today? Kind no, of it's still skipping ahead. Sorry. Today. There will be no floating today. <laughs> no floating. <laughs> we don't all float. Not here. Um, ah. Hey. <laughs> um, a thought I had was that uh, when Thomas Hayden Church is giving this like emotional performance that like almost redeems this like poor plot choice um that moment we were talking about when he like says the words of uncle ben the voice of of like his father figure coming through the man that he most hated a minute a minute ago Mm -hmm. in that scene they choose to do it in a close-up that's uh straight on it's like you know seven seconds into this or whatever you see this like giant um close-up of thomas hayden church's face and he's looking just off to the left at uh, Peter. But what that means is that like at his most vulnerable moment in his like most powerful part of his performance in this scene, Thomas Hayden church has a giant camera directly in his line of sight. Yeah. Like it is Hmm. a few inches away from his face. There is a giant, you know, machine thing with an uncaring, lens staring into his soul and, and he caring cold gaze yeah he still does it he still does, he still, it. does yeah. it, still rocks it I, I am very impressed at everything that he does in close-up as well it's That's just amazing. like you said yeah it's a magic I, trick lots of nuance lots of nuance very nice you'd think all these individual sand pieces were moving that face very subtly yeah and uh, is it, this is uh, yeah, <laughs> they're like they're really working together to great to pull this off, uh, <laughs> making the watery eyes effect and everything. I, I just mean like this is a shot. Like if you have a close up that's this close to you, when you're trying to look at your scene partner because you can't, well, you know, traditionally you can't look in the lens because that'll screw everything up. Uh, you the machinery is so close to your face that you can't actually see them. So they'll put a little X of tape on like the um, yeah. Yeah. The shroud around the lens or something. Uh, some part of the machinery that's in front of you, they'll give you a spot to look. Mm-hmm. And so he's having this like heartfelt emotional connection moment. And they're capturing it in this way. And he's like looking at a piece of tape. It's beautiful. Yeah. Golly. Because he's probably not even looking weird. at, like I bet Toby is not on set. It's probably yeah. He's probably in his trailer. It's um, very, <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause that's like, that's like a big thing too. It's just like, 
mm-hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of actors they get to a certain point where they're just like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'll show up for when I'm on camera. Like, I don't. Oh, you think yeah. Toby would do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> maybe know. in two thousand seven. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't act anymore, so like it's hard to tell. Like, yeah. like did, did, does wow. he not act because of that? I did find out recently that he produces constantly. Wow, no way. He's, a, oh. he's like a huge producer now. Like he was, um, he was just at a Q and A for uh, that that movie. What is it Brit- Brittany runs a marathon or? Oh, I don't even know that. Um, it's, wow. Yeah, it's with uh, it's with the the actress who was in um, Twenty Two Jump Street. She's like really funny and blonde, um, and like oh 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 um, twenty. I mean Twenty One Jump Jump Street. The the blonde funny girl is Brie Larson. Uh, um, yeah, but I, the other one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in Twenty Two, um, in college, where she's like, you're like you're like forty seven years old and you're a college student, like like that that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's her. She's like the lead in it, and like he produced the movie, um, Jillian something. Wow. Yeah, right? Ju- yeah, Jillian, Jillian something. You're right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I've sorry, I, I wasn't expecting to have to look that up. Um, That's okay. So <laughs> I don't I don't remember her name offhand, but yeah, uh, uh, she he he produced that movie, and he produced like a bunch of other movies too. He's like, wow. Yeah, he's he's okay. like that's what he's been doing is producing. Um, I've been okay. wondering what he's been doing, and like, yeah, <laughs> for like I think he has a, I think he has season. a production studio, and he's just been producing. Um, wow. That's where that's, that's where cool. he's been uh, putting all of his Spider-Man money into was just producing oh. movies. Yeah, well, Elijah cool. Wood does that now too. He does little like hor- he produces horror films. And, yeah, and stuff like no that. Yeah, this Lord so, of the Rings money. Yeah, all yeah. the stuff I did. So that's that's what he was. He, yeah, he just he just did a Q and A for that movie. Like like the other day, um, I saw. Huh. I was like, I was like, why is is Tobey Maguire in this movie? And I was like, no, he's not. What is going on? And then I like <laughs> wow. looked him up and looked at what, what I was like producer. Wow. He has a lot of product producer credits. And then like looked and I was like, Oh, sure enough. He produced that movie. And like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like 25 other movies. Wow. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. He's been busy. So we, we thought he Solve wasn't doing mysteries. anything, but he's yeah. doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but anyway, all, all of that's to say <laughs> is like Toby. maybe maybe he maybe the the actor lifestyle wasn't for him you know maybe he maybe. was just mm-hmm. like you know i don't i don't i don't like this i don't like i don't like putting all of my effort into a role and then being turned into memes you know yeah. like i don't i don't <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't I like showing up to set to to film something three times for five seconds and then going back to my trailer for two hours you know yeah. like yeah, maybe, maybe he just he felt just, bad, like making his fellow actors look at markers, you know. So he was yeah, like, I just I, can't. Maybe he just didn't. <laughs> too much. I think maybe I, I he can't didn't like the process, you know. Maybe, yeah, um, it's actually possible. Entirely possible. Because the other thing yeah. too is like, who knows about like on set when you're looking at this angle of the of the close up of of uh, of uh, of uh, Tom St. Church. Church. Um, you know, who knows if he can even stand anywhere where Thomas Hayden Church can see him through the camera I know, and the I equipment know. Yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so like, even if he wanted to be on set to be like his eye line or whatever, like depending on where the camera is, he might not be able to give him an eye line, you know? Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, like that might be really frustrating because then it just like makes him like feel and look like he's 
Bruce Willis and and <laughs> you know who never does anything except for when he's on camera. Yeah, uh, the Bruce Willis stories. Those are yeah. one of the, the Kevin Smith ones are the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever wild. seen a Bruce Willis movie like recently? Like have you ever watched no, like a, re- no. a somewhat recent Bruce Willis movie? If I you watch any no. of them, any time <laughs> that he's not on camera, including shots shot over his shoulder, they the, he's not there. That's not him. That's a body oh, double. Oof. That's a stand in. Yeah. Um, and Man. it's it's really painfully obvious that it's a stand-in because Yikes. because he has been bald for a while, like like purposefully bald uh, for a really long time, yeah, you yeah. know, like shaving shaving his head completely. And so, like when people shave their head completely, and it's been like that for a while, you can tell because like their their uh, their the the skin on their scalp like sort of like becomes like the rest of their face. You know, it's like the same. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about, right? It's I know, like, yeah, it, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 It, it doesn't look like a scalp anymore. It, it just yeah. looks like, like part of it. Yeah. Part of you. It looks like the rest of it. Um, yes. And then when you, when you see the, 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 the other shots, like the reverse shot, the stand in obviously shaved their uh, head to be uh, uh, a Bruce Willis stand in. And it looks terrible. They just, they look like a white supremacist <laughs> all of a sudden, because like, <laughs> like a skinhead. Yeah, like it's man. just, yeah. it, it doesn't, it doesn't look, it, it doesn't, doesn't look good uh it looks like a scalp and it's uh real bad now i'm wondering what it was like he just did a movie with uh edward norton uh, that edward norton like wrote and directed and stars in and uh, but <laughs> like but he has he he has uh by by kevin smith according to kevin smith he has more hmm. respect for writer directors because he he considers them auteurs so he actually okay. he actually shows up to work for them but the reason that that didn't work in kevin's favor was because they worked together on cop out which he did not write yeah mm. so yeah. and wow. is also cop out yeah yeah <laughs> I yeah didn't, i didn't know that Okay. Yeah. So that's why that's why he's usually really good in like Wes Anderson movies and in mm-hmm. the and why Ryan Johnson has nothing bad to say about him. Oh, he's um, great in the and, and yeah. why oh, wow. he was probably uh, pretty good with Edward Norton in that movie as well is because he he respects writer directors. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glass, okay. is... Glass. Like he showed up to work okay. for Glass. Like. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Uh, oh. yeah. So he has a he has a weird predisposition. I think he's worked with so many yeah, directors weird. who just like didn't. Their focus was not on story, and so he just like was like, yeah. "What do you want me to do? Why? Like what? Like?" And I think he just started getting exasperated to the point where he just like does. He just stopped trying and just shows up for yeah. the paycheck when it's just, just a director and thing. not a writer director. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think maybe that's a holdover from like moonlighting and stuff when? Because traditionally in TV, almost all the time, that you have like a rotating cast of directors that right. come in right. who aren't the writers. Uh, it's it's actually really rare and weird for a uh, showrunner to direct. True. Like more than one episode of the show. True. Uh, per season. So. True. And it's also hmm. it's also I, I I would guess is that he comes to movies after doing Moonlighting and being fed up with like the the BS directors you know from his opinion on TV because mm-hmm. they're like right. they just fulfill a different role than directors yeah. of film. Then he comes to film and he's like, wait, it's like mostly the same kind of thing. <laughs> Only they're yeah. supposed to have more respect than the TV directors, and I don't know why because they're not they're still not story minded. Um, right, and yeah. and he probably he probably just like threw a fit about it eventually but it probably took him some time because i mean he's really great in die hard and mm-hmm. mcturnan yeah. didn't write that movie so 
Hmm. Yeah, ah. I, think it, I think it. I think it took some time before he realized that he, the, the the difference. But yeah, <laughs> or he got set in his old man ways. Yeah, yeah that's anyway. All this is yeah. all this is to say that uh, I I don't I don't know if uh, uh, if Toby's on set at this moment when he's looking at him, <laughs> and so um, he might be just looking at a piece of tape on a camera, and uh, that's impressive. And that's it. Yeah, that's yeah I agree. the strange salt of the earth ways of Bruce Willis. <laughs> that's it. Salt that's all you got. Ways. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man Minute, where you learn all you wanted to ever know about Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, that's right. <laughs> where, where else? Do you, what kind of villain is the place Bruce to go to to find out about Bruce Willis? Yeah. What kind of what villain? Kind of do you I don't know that, about villain that, that Bruce Willis could. I don't know about villain, but for in... some reason, I always want for for some reason I always wanted to see him play the thing. Um, oh okay. man, interesting. I like thing. Ben Grimm. Yeah, yeah I always yeah. wanted to see yeah, him I, play I, Ben Grimm. Okay, that sounds good actually. But like, I was just always mentioning like. In the realm of Spider-Man, the oh, Sam Raimi version. Hmm. Oh, oh, what villain would he play? Mm. Oof. I don't know. It's tough. You would have Craven? to. It would have to. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> With a fake mustache. Nice. I think they would have to do a, a radical like reimagining of a character, kind of the way that they revamped Doc Ock. Yeah, that's why I would think like Craven, because then it would be like it would be like Spider-Man versus. Uh, Versus John McClane. I mean, that's like basically. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Cra- Craven the Hunter, but he's like uh, an American hunter, like people that hunt, you know, recreationally. Sure. In America. Sure. And I don't know. There uh, we go. Yeah, that that yeah. Would, that wouldn't be bad. He could be a good um, uh, shocker, also. I think. All right. Ooh. There we go. That's a good one. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. All right. I think that's all we got for this minute. But uh, guys, yeah, you, that's fair. you you guys have a have a new podcast, right? What's that all about? We do. Yeah. So the Matrix Minute is old <laughs> news. It's old. We finished Except up last now, it's, now it's new news. Now it's new um, news. Oh, yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We were talking about maybe just adding an extra episode now because of the new news that. Well, we had an extra episode, a special this year for the Matrix Minute, which was our commentary on the movie. Right. That, that was kind of fun. Ah, nice. That's right. Um, but but how is how is minute world going on we haven't been really yeah in that we've been world we've been pretty uh <laughs> absent because we have we've we've pretty much retired from doing movies by minutes true, because we true. love doing the matrix and this is a great format and the con- community that we uh found within it was fantastic yeah, i mean look at totally. this we're still on a spider-man minute at a podcast <laughs> and we haven't done any movies by minutes for such a long time anyway yeah. we have a new podcast that's Just right go and okay introduce okay. that please me uh what sure so the new, new podcast is called twofold twofold and uh, same mm. co-host tim our cousin yeah same Us ones three, from the matrix minute. the same boys and uh the, same boys. <laughs> the idea is that we watch a movie that's in theaters yeah and then we have a companion film which is any movie from film history that relates somehow to the first film, and we talk about them and compare them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So ah. similar vibes from Matrix Minute if you like the show. Uh, just new movies. And yeah, old. go to twofoldpodcast.com, right? That's the one, Am I Phil? correct? Finally. I'm, <laughs> Finally. I, I'm so notorious for not remembering the URLs of anything. Yeah, that was classic back in the terrible. day. terrible back in the Matrix days. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and, right. for, uh, and for our listeners specifically, the very first episode you guys did was uh, Spider-Man, yes. Spider-Man. From Home and Spider-Man 2. So That's right. You're uh, better at promoting the podcast than we are. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, It's true. Get your fix, yeah. <laughs> If you want more Spider-Man and want more Phil, yeah, come on, it's right there. Because our third co-host, Tim, is pretty infamous in our realm of of, of friendship to really hate 
the Raimi Spider-Man films. Total disagreement. He does not like those movies. And so if you want to hear a perspective that's totally opposite of the vibe here, yeah. You can listen to the arguments. <laughs> <laughs> They're interesting. Yes, they are, to say the because least. Because I feel like a lot of people love the Both. Raimi films. Yeah. And, and so I think it's rare to, to hear like a con like a I don't know, what do you guys think? Have you guys met people who have not uh, liked I wouldn't say that it's rare. I I, I think there are it's, it's a minority opinion, but it's a yeah. vocal one. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone yeah, the people who really like I, I find that there are more people who like um the Tom Holland spider-man movies that also like the raimi stuff but if they mm-hmm. like garfield uh then everything else sucks is what i've learned yes um yeah. gotcha so the people who like the garfield films only like the garfield film films and everything else sucks and also spider-man movies should be rated r and have lots of blood and <laughs> wow. sex and violence um like a lot of people like uh they just yeah. don't like toby mcguire for instance that's like the reason yeah. like oh i don't like Toby. sure yeah or i mean i can understand like if say you were like a kid when the first Amazing Spider-Man came out, and that was like the first time you saw Spider-Man in a movie theater, and that was like a really important thing to you, you could end up with a, a bit of a chip on your shoulder when, like, your Spider-Man Andrew Garfield gets fired basically, mm-hmm. and they revamp it with the new version that's all about playing with the other toys. Right? Or was yeah about playing with the other yeah, toys. Yeah, and and uh, I, I can understand where it comes from. It's just yeah. not. For sure. And we, we also talked about that in the episode of our podcast, the first one. Oh, perfect. You know, the idea yeah. of like, hey, does this affect you if you grow up watching a movie? Right. Are you yeah. a little yeah. biased? And that's something that's, I think, can it's, be it's the case. It's a valid reason. Yeah. But um, in, my, in my case, I'll just give you a disclaimer. No, it does not. I, I agree with you, Phil, as well. <laughs> I think we all agree here. Yeah, it's the gold standard. Yeah. Exactly. You hear that, Tim? It's the well, gold standard. The gold it's standard. The <laughs> <laughs> well, I just love the concept of it because you have that um, that easy access to like talking about like the contemporary movie landscape we're all in and then reaching as far back as you want to for a contrast like oh yeah it's such a great like way to produce interesting conversation Mm -hmm. thank you yeah i i I really hope so this was actually um invented by tim mostly true and all credit goes to him for this so it's very good very good um in fact i'm watching a lot of obscure old black and white films so i can eventually (sighs) pull those up sometime Nice. <laughs> That's going to be nice. fun. Yeah. Oh, and we also yeah. play uh, a song in the middle of the episode. Yeah, from different from artists. bands, indie bands, and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, got some music, oh. too, in there. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so, so yeah. yeah. So, everyone, uh, check out uh, Phil and Jake's podcast, and Tim, I guess, um, though he's not, <laughs> he's not welcome here. Um, uh, but, yeah. Go go check out uh, their podcast, the Twofold Podcast, and yeah. uh, it's 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 great, and it's uh, uh, you should listen to it. Give it a shot because I think yeah, I just think give you it really a shot. like it. I agree. Yeah, and I also think you know it's the kind of thing where it's like uh, it's the kind of podcast where it's like if you don't have room for like another podcast in your schedule, it is the kind of podcast that I think you could probably pop around and be like, do I want to listen to this one? No, just I don't know in. anything about yeah. these films. I could you skip know, this plus one. It's, it's bi-weekly, so yeah, so it's not it's, it's not, not frequent. super super frequent, which not yeah. annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Not> annoying. <laughs> no, uh, I hope we're not annoying. <laughs> yeah. No, I just I'm laughing because it's like the audience we're speaking to right now is the people that watch one that listen to this podcast every weekday. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I didn't frequency. mean that. I didn't mean that. <laughs> this is a great format. You guys are wonderful and I love you. But uh, likewise, nice brother. Uh, likewise. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, I, think, I think it's all good, um, you know. Different uh, strokes for different folks. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we just want a different type of uh, yeah, different uh, frequency in your inbox. Go exactly. for it. Check exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So cool. uh, so check that uh, podcast out, and uh, of course we will have more of Jake and Phil on the show tomorrow with minute one twenty nine. Bye everybody. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.